you are the iron that sharpens them. <laughs> what is up, beloveds? Beloveds, it is your girl, Bell Fit. Welcome to the Bell Fit Show. I apologize for the echo. I'm not sure if I said that on the last episode, but you should know that I'm actually home enjoying the holidays. So if there is an echo, it's because I'm not in my studio. Okay, just bear with me. So you are the iron that sharpens them. I wanted to get on here because I know a lot of times we get offended when we feel as though we are being used. Understand that you have a purpose in the world and that purpose is to serve. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel good when people come to you as a resource especially when you're feeling low, like when you're feeling depleted and exhausted, it doesn't feel good. It feels like manipulation, but the truth is you are here because you are God's weapon. You are the fruit of the Lord. And with you, he blesses nations. With you, he blesses people. You know, people often pray. And who do you think answers those prayers? It's God, but he operates through your hands, through your feet, through your mouth, your encouragement, through the work of your hands. Okay. I know it doesn't always feel good, but I wanted to get on here because I know how it feels when people are constantly asking you for something, you know, you have something that's worth getting, you know, you have something that when other people utilize it, it blesses them. You know, you are a heavenly deposit from God and he's going to sow you accordingly on good days, on bad days, on days that You don't feel like being there for anybody but your mother lifting self. He's going to ask that you show up. Okay, now you do need to create healthy boundaries for yourself. But I want you to know that you are the iron that sharpens other people. Like, have you ever dealt with somebody and you're like, wow, this person is not too smart. You know, sometimes that's an indication that you should be edifying them. You should be sharing information with them. You know, like we can't be bystanders when it comes to operating in our gifts. You are here to serve, you know? So yeah, sometimes it gets, it gets exhausting. And that's why you have to make sure that you get your rest, that you meditate, that you fill your own cup Because the people that are seeking you, they don't have what you have to offer. They don't have what you have to give. You see, the person who is seeking something, they are at a lack of that particular resource in their life. So if you have it, they are going to take it from you. Okay, and this is why it's critical that you align yourself with people who also pour into your cup. 
Yes, God loves a cheerful giver. Give, give, give. But as much as you give, put yourself in a posture to receive. That means you just can't have takers in your life or that will create an imbalance. And where there is imbalance, there's distress, there's bitterness, there's resentment, there's confusion. So you have to make sure that you also have people in your life who are able to give to you, to pour into you. You know, um, sometimes we lose sight of how off balance our relationships are. Like your circle sometimes, it seems as though you only have takers, you know? And that's when you have to really sit down and be transparent. Like, you know, I think that in order for me to be a better giver, I need to find somebody to receive from, you know? Like the reason why I'm able to speak so much, (laughs) it's not that I'm an energizer bunny, but I literally have mentors who are speakers. You know, so I listen to them, I absorb their information, I watch what they do, they inspire me. And that inspiration, it creates a domino effect because I'm receiving, I'm eager to give. I don't mind giving. But if I didn't have those people, those coaches, those mentors pouring into my cup, refining me, giving me something, restoring me where I am insufficient, where I am lacking, I would not be able to refresh others. And you are here to do that. You know, everybody has to play their part because when we do that, we become a harmonious entity. You know, like let's say you're looking at a physical body. You have two arms, You have two legs. What if one of the legs was lame? That person would not be able to walk. You know, they would not be able to efficiently move their body in certain directions. They wouldn't be able to run. They wouldn't be able to create momentum. They wouldn't be able to kick. They would be physically disabled simply because one of their extremities is inoperable, okay? So when it comes to the body of Christ or the body of the world, whatever you wanna call it, okay? Because we basically are, we are parts, we are different facets of one massive body. And in order for us to be cohesive, we have to perform our function. So when that leg, when both legs are operating efficiently, the body can move, the body can walk, the body can run, the body can jump, the body can kick. You see what I'm saying? So you are an essential part of this body and people are going to come to you because you have something that they need. More than likely, People come to you for the same thing, you know, like for example, I don't hear from a lot of people 
you know, um, that I consider associates with the exception of when they are feeling down. I'm going to keep it real. I always attract, because I pay attention, I always attract people who are depressed. It's like if you look at my resume (laughs) of associates, you will see this list of people that suffer depression. And when they come to me, I know that they're not trying to manipulate me. I know that I have something that they need. I know that my positive energy reinforces where they are. I'm giving them love. I'm giving them compassion. What I am doing is I'm counteracting that depression. You know, I'm just like this magical pill (laughs) that when they send a text to me and I reply, instantaneously, I'm giving them my good vibes. I'm giving them my energy. I'm giving them my love. I'm giving them my optimism. I'm giving them my positive outlook. I know that they don't mean to use me, but I know that they are coming to me because I have that particular thing to give them. And once I give it to them, they go about their day. I'm just keeping it real. I don't feel offended by this. Now, how I make sure that I don't feel manipulated and usurped is I have boundaries on this. So no, I may not get to you as soon as you text me or you email me. I may not call you back that same day. But when I have the time to give you, when I have that energy to pour into you, I will give it. And I won't just give it to the point that I'm exhausted. See, I used to do that. I would give to the point that I would deplete myself. And now it's like I have this timer in my head, okay? Like I'm going to give you 15 minutes. If I have 15 minutes, I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to hyper-focus on you. I'm going to pour into you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to be that soundboard of optimism that guides you, that makes you feel as though there is hope in your life, as though things will get better for you. I don't mind doing that, okay? But I won't sit up here and talk to you for an hour. I just don't have that time to give you. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing if I'm coaching you, okay? If you're paying for the session. (laughs) But I'm just keeping it real. So it's like I set myself up so I can give what I don't mind giving because God loves a cheerful giver. You know, so whatever you have in your toolbox to give, give it, but give it with healthy boundaries. Put limits on yourself so you don't start feeling some type of way when people come to you for this divine grace that God has apportioned to you. They will continue to come to you for that throughout your entire life, okay? And this is why you need to create boundaries. And this is why you also need to have certain people 
who are able to restore you be active in your life. All right. So it's like, yeah, you know, they're going to, they're going to come, they're going to come around. They're going to keep coming around. And (laughs) it's so funny because they'll come and they'll talk to me and it's like, I will give them, I will hyper-focus and I will give them my undivided attention when I can. Okay. And then I might not hear from this person until, you know, they're on the verge of another breakdown, you know, and then it's like, okay, I see the text and I already know what's coming and I, <laughs> and I accept it for what it is. And if I can give to them, I will give. If I can't give, I won't, you know, because honestly, even though God loves a cheerful giver, he also wants us to be mindful. He doesn't want you to give at the expense of yourself. I'm not going to be a martyr for you. I'm not going to sacrifice my mental health, my peace of mind, and my well-being for you. Because if number one is in strife, if number one is in disarray, if number one is anxious, then how can number one serve number two? So you have to take care of number one before you can attend to number two. I used to do a, a safety, a personal safety workshop. And I would always give this allegory of being on an airplane because listen, a lot of times people have this mindset, especially women, women who are mothers, that they wanna sacrifice themselves. You know, but if you are on a plane, the stewardess, The steward, they are always going to tell you if this plane happens to decline and we're descending and things, you know, we experience turbulence and things get unsafe real fast and the oxygen mask comes out from above you, it's deployed. You need to put that mask on yourself first before you put it on somebody else. Because guess what? If you can't breathe, you can't help nobody else do nothing, (laughs) boo-boo. Like you have to take care of you. So that same principle applies to real life. If I'm suffocating, you know, and you ask me to help you with your mask, I'm sorry, I gotta, listen, (laughs) I can't breathe. I got to tend to me first. I too need air. So I'm going to put on my oxygen mask and then I'm going to secure yours. You hear what I'm saying? So be a giver. Know that you are God's resource. Like you serve a purpose. You are the iron that sharpens iron. People are better because you are here. I don't care what field you are in. I don't care what job you have. I don't care about your GPA. You are here because God has placed something within you that is essential to other people. There's a gift within you. There is something that is divine that is within you that's necessary for other people. It may not be necessary for everybody, right? Like I just don't 
go around giving people advice. I just don't go around sharing my optimism, believe it or not. Okay. Cause you got, <laughs> I do that here because this is my love project. I love you guys. But when I'm out and about, you would be surprised. I rarely say anything to anyone, but if somebody approaches me and I feel that prompting and I lean in, you know, like I lean into my God compass and I listen to what this person is saying and I'm perspicacious with my mind and I'm discerning with my spirit and I sense that this person too, they need love. They need some type of guidance, some type of counsel. They need hope. They need faith. They need optimism. They need motivation. They need empowerment. I am here. Yes, Lord, I am here to serve you. And in that moment, I will stop what I am doing and I will give to that person what God has given me to give them. But I don't just walk around vocalizing, you know, motivation and edification. You want that? Come listen to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> listen to the podcast. An episode drops every day at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. But I'm telling you this because I don't want you to get into that space where because you're so exhausted, you know, maybe you're just tired. Honey, you're just a person. It's okay. It's okay for you to take a few days off. It's okay for you to isolate, for you to meditate so you can innovate and renovate. It's okay for you to get quiet. It's okay for you to ghost the world. It's okay for you to disappear from social media. It's okay for you to put your phone on do not disturb and tend to you. Okay. So that way, when you are feeling restored, you can continue to be God's sword. You can continue to be his weapon. You can continue to be his builder. You can continue to serve in whatever capacity he's ordained you to do so. See, we all have a ministry. Ministry isn't about being in the pulpit. You don't have to be a preacher or a pastor or an evangelist. Ministry is ministering whatever God has gifted you. Okay. Whatever he has gifted you to do, you perform that thing. That's your ministry. So I'm telling you because I know that people will come to you at the most inconvenient times. And this may just wear out your very last nerves, you know, because everybody has something going on in their lives, you know, but when they come to you, just be receptive. Just take that moment and pause. This person is not trying to offend you. This person more than likely does not know what you're going through. And a lot of the times, even if they knew, they really don't care or can't do anything about it. So it's like, hey, back to me, back to my problem. You know, like I'm here because I need to get something from you. You're my source. I don't want to hear about all your issues. Okay. <laughs> so when that happens, be present, be cognitively available if you can. 
you know, hear them out. If you can do something, do something. If you cannot, then refrain. Because you have to take care of number one before you can tend to number two. So I love you so very much. And I just want you to know that no, they are not using you. But it's God who is using you. (laughs) Now with that said, stay spirit-led and may God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit. <laughs>